0: Welcome back to my podcast, In a Monologue, with me, Olivia Neal. Today, we are going to be talking about New Year's Eve. We're going to be talking about why I hate it so much, why I just spent three days in a cave of a depressive episode, my ideal New Year's Eve plans, and why I think the January is the best resolution. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Moneymaker. Play the game and you could win money. Up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. So since the last time we spoke, I've actually only really got one thing to like update you on. I went to... Rosalia. The co- <laughs> I went to go see her in the O2 and I was so excited about it. I went to Mexico at the start of the year with like, so I basically made friends with the people that live, used to live below me when I used to live in my previous flat. Um, I had this like family that moved in like kind of around the same time below me and they were all so nice. They're from Spain. They're just like the loveliest people ever. And I made friends with them and it was like so nice as well because like I feel like These days, the only way I really make friends is like, you know, just through like going to parties and events and like everyone gets kind of like, I don't know, I just hadn't ever like made friends. That I'd bumped, like I literally bumped into them, like outside my house. It was just really, really nice. I don't know how to explain it. And like, our mum was is like amazing. Like, completely took me under her wing, and she literally like lived below me. So it was really nice having that kind of just like security. I don't know of having having like a like a mum away from home, like living below me. And like, she would like like help zip up my dresses and stuff if I couldn't get them zipped up because I lived on my own. I used to get so stressed out about it, and it was just it was just really, really nice to have them, and really, really nice to make friends with them. And they actually lived in Mexico as well for a couple of years. Um. So they were going back there for a birthday and they invited me to come with them and it was just the nicest time ever. I went to visit like where they li- used to live in Mexico. And as while well, I was there, they obviously had like loads of friends that like, lived in that town in Mexico and I, I met all them. And they were all obsessed with this singer, Rosalia, who I'd never heard of before. I feel like spanish artists they're like the biggest in the world actually i feel like maybe like k-pop is kind of the same as like same level as like spanish artists but in fact i don't even think that's true i think spanish artists isn't it like spanish oh my god am i about to sound so dumb right now i feel like spanish is the most popular spoken language in the world is it because like i was kind of like i'm not i'm not great at geography guys i'm not a jog a jog for i'm i i was not allowed to do jog for gcse because i was that bad at it it's like i'm I'm really well oriented. Like I can drive around London without maps if I wanted to. Like I'm, re- I'm, if I ever like go to a different city or something with friends, like I'm, I'm able to find my way around like pretty quickly. Like, I pride myself in that. I'm oriented and like I'm good like with my um, knowledge of kind of like Europe and stuff. And you know, I've got I've got general geography knowledge, but not anything that impressive. But when it comes to like. America and South America I really know like nothing like how crazy is this I only figured out that America was a continent like last week when I was in America did you know that Mexico is in like am I about to sound so fucking stupid here Mexico is in America I thought it was in South America you know there's a thing called Central America as I'm I'm trying to say I'm just really shit at geography and I don't really know anything about that side of the world I just didn't realise how big South America was um, and they all speak Spanish except... uh, I I think I I could be completely wrong here. I think they all speak Spanish except Brazil, who speak Portuguese. So obviously, like, Spanish artists' demographic is all of the people that live in South America or Central America that speak Spanish and um, all of Spain as well. So, like, they have a huge demographic. So they're so big. But I feel like they just don't really reach the UK. Like, I... I don't know if I know any Spanish artist. I know Enrique. Do you remember him? Enrique? What song did he sing? I can't even remember. But that is like the only person that I could have like thought of like before six months ago when I found out who Rosaleo was. But one of the like the biggest artists in the world is co- is called Bad Bunny. And I had I'm sure maybe a lot of people listening to this have heard of him. But I had never heard of him before. Like he has just not hit the mainstream media in the UK at all. And I guess it's because no one not no no one can speak Spanish here. A lot of people can't speak Spanish here, but like obviously, a lot of people can't. Anyway, when I was in Mexico, all of my friends' friends from that time were all talking about Rosalia. They were all going to see her in Guadalajara, and they were playing her music constantly, like talking about how much they loved her. And I was like, oh my god, this is incredible! Like, what is this music? And I would like, oh. and from then on, I was just constantly playing Rosalia. Can't speak Spanish. Never took Spanish in school. I did French for a while, and then I changed to Latin. Did doesn't really help me in a lot of things. I mean, actually, it helps me in one thing. I was driving on, on my way here. I was driving um, past Buckingham Palace, and they have a big archway there. And there's writing in Latin at the top of the archway. And I was just, like, sitting there. I was stuck in terrible traffic. And I was just sitting there translating it to myself. And that's the only time I think I've ever used Latin in in the, like, 10 years I've learned it. That's the only time I've ever used it. So people say Latin is dead, but it's not because it's literally right beside Buckingham Palace. Keep an eye out for it. I can't speak Spanish, so I don't understand any of the words of the songs like I really just like it's, I, and I'm a, I'm a singer-alonger like anytime I'm in the car like when, something I really really look forward to is singing in the car I've been listening to a lot of Olivia Rodrigo recently and like I can't really like relate to her songs but like I will be like screaming them in the car and like kind of crying at the same time like I really really get into it like I feel like I'm performing I feel like I'm in a music video I feel like the songs were literally written about me like that's how much I get into it in the car but then when it comes to Rosalia yeah, I, like I don't I don't speak Spanish. I don't understand what she's saying, but I just love it. There's something so satisfying about it. I just, oh my God, I'm obsessed with it. Anyway, um, my friend that lives below me, who is Spanish, told me that she was coming to the UK and she was performing at the O2. And I was like, oh my God, we have to go. And since then, I've obviously moved away from my flat. That family have actually moved away as well. Like they don't even live in London anymore. One of the daughters came back to London just specifically for this concert. And we went and we had the best time ever. But I was like, you know, I don't know the words here, so I can't sing along. I've, I've told you my struggles before at concerts. Like, I don't really like, I can't really loosen my hips properly. Like, I can't, oh, I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm not a very good dancer. So in order to, like, dance and feel comfortable, I kind of need, like, a drink or two. Um, especially because I don't know the words. So, like, I'm already, like, standing there with my mouth shut, Uh to so like if I'm not moving my hips of some in some sort of way then I'm literally just standing there like a um, mute like it was just it wasn't it wasn't looking good so I was like right I'm gonna have to have a few drinks here so I had a few drinks you know I loosened up my hips I hope no one fucking saw me dancing because it was definitely the worst thing ever but she was incredible it was a really really good show oh I'm obsessed with her everything about her but then I had a few too many drinks I mean not even like this is the thing I was with Lewis as well he came to and the next morning, I woke up and I felt like I, I had the plague. I felt like I was a Victorian child who was about to pass away. My head was fucking, like, pounding. Like, I don't really get headaches that much. Like, I'm not a headache girl. But, like, this headache, has, not to be dramatic, but, like, I did think my skull was about to explode. I couldn't, like, e- like, this This is when I knew it was really bad. My boyfriend made me, like, vodka pasta, which I usually am wolfing down. Like, I'm not breathing. I'm, I'm wolfing it down in, like, 20 seconds. I had to, like, take breaks. In this bowl of pasta so off-brand for me I'm not break taker when it comes to eating food because I also find that it fills me up and I need to finish this as quick as possible because I just need to finish the bowl I just have a sense of urgency when I'm eating and I had to take a break and I literally thought I was gonna be sick like for two whole days straight two days hangover like I'm not the same as I used to be you know I think it was as well I'm actually starting to feel a wee bit sick talking about it like it was the worst hangover I have ever had in my life and Lewis was like what the fuck like I don't understand how you're that hungover like you literally drank the exact same one as me like I have seen you polish off like a bottle of tequila before and like be ready to go the next day but like for some reason this I don't I don't know what it was you know what it was it was vodka I haven't gotten drunk off vodka in a long long time and it really fucked me up and I Oh, my God, wait, I actually feel like I'm to Dwightie. This is disgusting. I I don't want to talk about it anymore. We're moving on. But I spent three days in bed, like, this whole week. That was on Thursday night. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I spent the whole day in bed. It was, like, some sort of challenge. I was, like, doing to myself, like, saying how long I could stay in bed. Like, people were ringing me. I was ignoring their calls. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I just wanted to lie in bed, sleeping. I didn't want to watch TV. I mean, I did watch some TV. All I did was lie there, order delivery, and, like, just feel, like, really, really depressed. And, like, this effect that vodka has had on me, like, I'm, oh, my God, I'm actually scarred and it's made me never want to drink again. Like, I was just sitting there being like, I'm a failure. I could be learning so many languages and what if my mum dies tomorrow? I haven't been spending enough time with her. Like, the thoughts I was having were the most, like, depressing thing ever. Like, my boyfriend would, like, come back from, like, going to do things and I'd be like, don't speak to me. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? And then he'd be like, do you want to order delivery? And I was like, I really want this past. And he'd be like, oh, no, I'm not really in the mood for that. Like, can we get something else? And I'd be like... And I'd just go silent for, like, 45 minutes. I was so pissed off. I was just, like, I don't know what had gotten into me. I was so, like, this, it wasn't even a hangover at that point. Like, I was just, like, like, I don't know. I'd spent too long in bed and I just, like, was lying in my own filth, like, not eating properly. I was just, like, not doing well. And I was, like, I think I'm about to slip into another fucking episode. Because sometimes I do get this. Like, sometimes I do, like, like to lie in bed for, like, weeks on end. And it's the problem. Like, I do, like, that is, like, my way and not even, like, resetting. Like, sometimes I do really, really well for a while. And I'm, like, always doing things getting up at, like, 8am. And then it just goes, like, boom. And I'm just, like, I crash. And I just, like, lie in bed for days and, like, don't want to shower and stuff. And it's probably an issue. Probably should talk about it to someone. However, um, I did find myself slipping into it. But then I've woken up today and I feel incredible. I have gotten over i think it was just a really really prolonged hangover which is crazy i've never i don't think i've ever had a hangover that's lasted that long and i don't understand as well because i had like a third of a bottle of vodka which is obviously quite a lot oh my god i can't speak do not say that word in front of me anymore we're not saying vodka anymore but like i've literally drank i have drank a bottle of tequila before like i it's not good I have drank a bottle of tequila before and I've been like okay like, obviously I've been hungover but like I've, I've not been in, I've not been bedridden and depressed for three days like my mum rhymed this morning and I picked up and I was like hey I was like, eating my breakfast at like 9am and she was like are you okay like you've been fucking radio silent for like three over three days I was like oh yeah I'm so fine no I don't know what happened there it was a little bit of a blip and she was like okay you freak anyway feeling a lot better now, not feeling like as much of a failure. Did I have a little moment of weakness today when my auntie randomly sent me a baby photo of me? Like not even a baby photo, like a, I want to say like a four-year-old photo. And I looked at it and I was like smiling in the photo and I felt like the, the little child was staring at me back at me. And I was like, I just had a moment. I was like, wait, sorry. I don't know. I got really, really freaked out because it didn't look like me at all. I was like, who is this person? And then Oh, I just had a fucking existential crisis. Like, this was literally on the way here. I was just stuck in terrible traffic, and I was thinking I was just listening to too much Olivia Rodrigo. And this little child was looking at me, and I was like, Have I failed you? Would you be proud of who you are today? Guys, there's tears in my eyes. It was a really, really weird moment. I'm fine now. It was just, I'm, I think I'm a little bit emotionally unstable from this vodka. It has made me think I'm never gonna drink again. Um, obviously, I am gonna drink again because New Year's Eve is literally in like two days. Speaking of New Year's Eve, it's in a few days. So I thought, why not discuss? There's a lot of things to discuss about New Year's Eve. Do we enjoy it? Do we make New Year's resolutions? Are we going to get drunk on New Year's Eve? Like, um, well, am I going to allow myself to drink? Because I was going to, like, not drink again after that whole vodka experience. But, like, should I allow myself because it's New Year's Eve? Do I need someone to kiss on New Year's Eve? It's a whole shebang. And I thought we could get into it because I have some strong feelings about New Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really had an amazing New Year's Eve. I think most time, most New Year's Eves... I have just, like, gotten very drunk, kind of like a mediocre horse party, and then just woken up on the 1st of January feeling like death. And originally, I did think I really wanted to go away this New Year's Eve, because I thought, like, that would be such a nice thing to wake up on the 1st of January in a warm country, or even, like, skiing, or just somewhere not, like, your own home. Um, and just, I don't know, I I, I just feel like... you can't be hungover when you're on holiday I mean obviously you can but like it kind of takes away the dreariness of it whereas when you wake up in your own bed hungover on the first of January it's a bit it's a bit dull it's a bit dreary so I originally wanted to go out New Year's Eve but then I literally just got back from a holiday I was just in Mexico so I was like I do not need another fucking holiday Olivia so we're not going on holiday we're staying in London but it's making me think like oh like I have nothing planned at this point for New Year's Eve so I know that whatever I do, it's gonna be mediocre. It's not as if like someone I know is having a really cool party, or I've got tickets to a really fun event, or anything like that. It's gonna be a last minute shit party, not shit party. I'm sorry to whoever's party I go to, but it's just gonna be like a last minute plan, just so that when the like when the clock when the clock strikes twelve, I'm not gonna be like on my own sober. But I am starting to think. I think I might want that. I think I might want to be sober. Like, imagine waking up on the 1st of January, like, as you mean to go on, like, go for a nice breakfast, go for a walk, do something you enjoy, like, do not feel like death. Whereas, like, if I, oh, I don't know, I'm in such a fucking predicament. Do I go get paralytic with my friends, the clock the clock strikes 12, have a great time, probably stay out to, like, half three, four, and then wake up on the 1st of January and feel like death and just spend the day having delivery in bed? like I actually does something quite fun that does, I, I, I do love a hungover day or do I just like spend it with my boyfriend sitting on the sofa watching movies doing what we love ordering delivery but then I'll have intense FOMO but I could just wake up on the 1st of January and like just feel so much better about myself don't know we're just gonna hmm I will update you guys in the next podcast about what I do I'm such a fucking predicament we were gonna go to this like party at Soho House but the tickets were 80 quid and I was like, "By fuck, am I spending eighty quid on a ticket to a party? Like, what if the party's shit? And I've just spent eighty quid. In the t- I don't think I've ever bought an eighty quid. T- I've-, I've ever bought a ticket to a party before. Like, that's like obviously I've gone to like DJ events. Actually, I've done gone to DJ events and stuff in Belfast, but they were not eighty quid. Like, eighty quid extortionate for a party. So I'm absolutely refusing to do that. I and mean, then people are trying to convince me to have a party." and in my head I'm like oh you know what that could be quite fun like because then I actually I don't have to like go anywhere and like you know taxis on New Year's Eve can be crazy and it's like stressful trying to go somewhere even trying to find a party in the first place whereas like if I have a party like my friends have just been like oh Olivia you've got like a flat like with a garden and your neighbours never really complain like you should, you should you should be the one to have a party and like I guess that would be fun and like maybe I could like obviously like it's a bit of a special occasion New Year's Eve I could hire like one of those like you know bars I, I've never like I've never been to a party I don't, don't think where people have had like a bar with like barmen. but my I think my parents have done that before have they maybe I've seen that before that people like r- like rent out like barmen and like a little private bar and I think that would be really really fun because like you know I was going to go to this like party where the tickets are 80 quid and if everyone just put like towards 20 quid to this like private bar then it would just be the same experience but then it's like my other like argument is like oh like if I have a party and it gets to 2am and everyone's still there and I want to go to bed then I can't kick everyone out and then waking up first to January, hungover, disappointed in myself for drinking that much and having the fear. And then also, my host is a fucking mess from the party. Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen, is it? I'm not having a party. That line has been drawn. Did anyone have seen this? It was trying to convince me to have a party. I am not having a party. <laughs> And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. And then when it comes to like resolutions and stuff... I don't really like the pressure of resolutions, and I don't think you need to wait until the first of January to make a resolution to like change something in your life that you want to change. However, it is a good motivation. Do you know what I mean? I just often find when I like hold myself to that pressure of like I don't know, like for for example, when I did like Dry November, maybe like I could compare that to a um, first of January. Maybe I can compare that to like a New Year's resolution kind of thing. I find like myself like really I, I got really like disappointed in myself when I did drink in November because I was like I'm gonna do like dry November and then I drank at a concert and I was like oh I'm such a fucking idiot like I can't believe I couldn't do that and I was really disappointed in myself and like I just put myself down a lot for it whereas like instead I just should have just been like mm, in November I'm only gonna drink if I like I'm at a really like fun event and like I actually really want to drink that kind of thing I like I I think holding your like making resolutions and stuff can just lead to like disappointment and like feeling like a failure and maybe that's just because i'm shit at like sticking to my own word but i just feel like i don't like new year's resolutions i did see something on tiktok the other day being like if you for example if your resolution was go to the gym or eat healthier or i don't know like change something about your, your everyday routine then you should start it before new year's eve so that whenever it like gets to like the first of january it's already kind of in your routine and I do think that's a really really good idea because after Christmas like what do you do from Christmas to the 31st of January like absolutely nothing it's literally like the whole world freezes like nothing fucking happens in those six days so like why not use that time not use that week like start implementing this routine or like this change in your life that you're gonna like make a resolution on the 1st of January anyway just so that it's like part of your routine and it's not like such a, like a zero to 100 on the 1st of January. And like if you wake up on the 1st of January and you feel a bit hungover and you can't be bothered to go to the gym, then it's like you don't have to beat yourself up because you went the day before. I don't know. I really like that and I'm going to do that because I think my... My resolution probably would like be like, keep, like exercise a bit more because... In November, I was really, really good at it. I was going to the gym, doing my 12, twelve, three, thirty. Talked to you guys about how much I loved it, how like good it made me feel. Like the endorphins after literally doing a fucking incline walk, like it was so easy. I wasn't like doing anything crazy exercise, but it just made me feel like a lot better. Like I was in a really, really great headspace. It made me want to like eat healthier. It made me want to like be more productive. Get up, go to the gym. Like I used to just like would rather like spend my time in bed. Then going to the gym, so I don't know, it just really made a big difference in my everyday routine getting up and going to the gym, even if I was hardly fucking doing anything there or even breaking a sweat. Um but I fell out of that routine when I went on holiday, obviously. And I've struggled to get back into it. I think the hardest thing about that whole like changing a routine is like the first set but actually doing it like I just keep pushing it off like since I like, got back from holiday I was like oh I should really go to the gym again like I really liked how I felt but then I can just never be bothered I do know the first time I go though after that like the first time is gonna be hard but after that I'm just gonna it's like gonna be part of my routine so that's why I think you shouldn't leave it until the first of January to start this like new change you want in your life like I think if you start it on the 27th of December by the time it gets to the first of January it's gonna be part of your routine you're gonna be loving how you feel when you do it so you should do it yeah I don't know I like that um I like that little tip. I'm going to do that for New Year's this year. Okay, so I asked you guys on Instagram, like, your tips and tricks for, like, New Year's Eve. Because, like I said, I don't really like New Year's Eve that much. Like, it, I, I find it always disappoints, Like, the actual night. But it's, like, any big night. Like, your birthday always disappoints. I mean, my birthday this year was a colossal fucking nightmare. It wasn't even, like, shut up, Olivia. It was not bad. Like, I still had all the people I loved around me and we still got dominoes and stuff. But it was just like a disappointment. And I think sometimes like big nights like this, the reason it's a disappointment is because you set your expectations so high. So someone replied to the story being like, don't go to a club. Like don't go to like a a night out and like put all your like, don't put all your eggs in one basket by like relying on this club or this party to have a good night. Spend New Year's Eve with the people that you love the most, regardless of where it is. And I I do I that I think I agree with that completely. Cuz like what if like you do spend the money on going on buying a ticket and like going to this club and it's a shit night and like the drinks are really the drink, drinks are going to be so fucking expensive. What if the DJ's shit like what if one of your friends doesn't get in? Like I don't I I don't think I want to go out on New Years, which is why I'm like uh, I think that's why everyone's trying to convince me to have a party. I do think like my ideal New Years would be maybe having a dinner party. Playing charades. I don't know if I told you guys, but I had a taco night. It was like the day I got back from Mexico and I was really like in my Mexican food era. <laughs> and, okay, it definitely wasn't Mexican food. The tacos I made were definitely like not me- proper Mexican food. But anyway, I had a taco night, like literally the day I got back and I invited everyone over and made like margaritas and had tacos. And everyone came in like comfy clothes. We all played charades after until like 3 a.m., had the best time ever. And it was just like re- really wholesome like it was just really nice and wholesome so I think like my ideal New Year's Eve would be something like that like people come around we have like a nice dinner maybe I'll make some like like snacks tacos are a really great food to make for a dinner party it's just really easy I've uh, only two dinner parties I've had was a roast dinner and tacos and the tacos was so much fucking easier because it's just like you literally just need to make the fillings and toppings and then everyone just makes their own tacos and there's a little tip, if you want to have a, a dinner party, because I have, I fucking love it. No, I want to have a dinner party every single week. It's so much fun. I love that we you it. Like I literally feel like Zoella every time I have a dinner party. And but yeah, like I feel like that would be ideal New Year's Eve. Like everyone just like sat around. We put the thing on the television. Why did I just say television? That was so weird. TV of like the countdown. Everyone hugs. And then everyone leaves by 1am. Like, why can't that be a thing? But I just know it's not because everyone wants to have a crazy night out on New Year's Eve. Like, everyone wants to wear heels and a dress. And I'm just like, ugh, why? Can we not just wear our pyjamas and have a a pyjama sleepover party with dominoes? Like, that would be my ideal. But I don't think it's going to happen. I wish I didn't get FOMO because I would so just do what I want to do. And I, like, I would love to sit here and be like, just do what you want to do. Like, tell all your friends you don't want to go out and just sit in. But it's like, no one actually wants to do that. Because the FOMO would just be way too intense. Now to like resolutions, people are saying, I want to go vegan. I think that is a great resolution. Instead of, I swear resolutions are for the whole year, right? A New Year's resolution is for the entire 2023. Instead of doing that, if you feel like that's like a bit intense for you, you could try to do Veganuary. I always encourage people to do Veganuary. I would actually love to do like a full like, video or like podcast I don't I feel like would it be easy to like tell yeah I could definitely tell you guys and make a list of things like to get um from the shops and stuff if you're trying to be vegan but like people always say to me like oh my god like, I don't know how you do it it must be so difficult and I'm like it's really really actually not difficult otherwise I wouldn't fucking do it like I'm the laziest person ever if I had to put an in effort into what I would eat or like I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And If I had like eat really healthy or something, like if I'd eat kale every day, do you think I'd be fucking doing it? No, I eat so unhealthy. I eat like really like accessible, easy stuff because I'm too lazy to like cook. Not like cook, but like you know, I'm not sitting there for an hour making my dinner. Like I'm buying things from Sainsbury's, putting it in the oven. That's like my dinner. So I would like love to like give my advice and like the things that I buy from Sainsbury's. Um to you guys if you wanted to do Veganuary because it's actually so easy and I feel like people make it seem so hard but like I always said like when I first went vegan I was like I'm gonna try it and if it's like if I hate it if I hate the food I have to eat like if it's too healthy or like if I get deficient in vitamins or if it's just too much effort then I'm not gonna do it and I've been vegan for six years like it's literally like I mean maybe I find it easier than others and people do say that like it's maybe cheaper not to be vegan but I just think it depends what you're buying like if you're buying like vegan bacon every day like it is gonna be expensive like that shit is like eight quid but it's like you don't need to buy that like but yeah let me know if you guys like would want to hear like my tips and tricks for like veganuary like the best places to eat like the things I buy like the meals I make like stuff I think that'd be really fun I would love to um give you my advice on that I love giving advice on like eating vegan things um and I do think veganuary is a little bit less daunting. Like I always say, like maybe do veganuary and then see if you want to carry it on instead of like try and like go vegan cold turkey overnight. Someone says stop vaping. Oh, that that should be my resolution, but I just don't think it's gonna be. The thing is, I'm actually not addicted. I could stop if I wanted to I just don't want to I always tell myself that like I literally used to say that like religiously and then I like, caught myself on I was like oh my god Olivia like you literally sound like you're addicted to vaping and I think you might be but like in Mexico I didn't have a vape but I was completely fine but then the second I got back to London I bought one so does that mean I'm addicted? I think maybe. And it's fucking embarrassing. I hate it so much. And it makes me, like, so stressed out to think about what it's doing to my insides. Like, like I I don't even know what my insides... Like. The thing that scares me is the, like, syrup from the vapes. So if you've ever... I don't know. I wouldn't encourage it. But if you've ever tried a vape, like, you know the way that it's all, like, those, like, blueberry, raspberry, sour ice. Pickles, like it's the weirdest fucking flavors ever, and I'm like, all that syrup in that vape that you're inhaling has to be going somewhere. Like, is it in just like your lungs? Is it in your windpipe? Where is it? Like, is it in your digestive system? It's terrifying, and I really would not like to see my insides. I mean, I don't have like respiratory issues. I don't think I don't like get out of breath really easily, but like, I don't know, like the insides could be crazy right now I could have like severe popcorn lung so I definitely definitely want to quit I also think it's really really lame like I hate I hate seeing people carrying little like colorful vapes around I think it's embarrassing and we should all stop so maybe that should be like our new year's thing maybe we should definitely yeah I should definitely do that that should like that is the one thing in my life that I genuinely like need to stop doing like it's it's just it's just embarrassing I don't know. Like, it's an epidemic. Like, what is going on with the young people of the world right now? It's, like, honestly, like, I feel like phones were an epidemic. I mean, phones definitely are, like, an epidemic. Like, people are addicted to their phones. Like, I used to, like, wake up. I mean, I still do. Like, I literally sleep with my phone under my pillow. Like, there's definitely some sort of, like, radiation waves going on there that can't be good for you. But I literally, like, used to wake up with my phone in my hand. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm addicted to my phone. And now I wake up with my vape in my hand. I'm like oh, you disgust me, Olivia Neal. You're horrible. And my mum always says it to me when she comes over and visits me and I sit there with my vape, she goes, you're, you're, you're embarrassing. That's actually disgusting. And I'm like, yeah, you're so right, Paula. I need to stop. So that's good. Yeah, you know what? That's my New Year's resolution. I did say I, I um, don't really believe in New Year's resolutions and I often disappoint myself when I try and make resolutions, but I'm, I'm going to try in January. I mean, I'm, I'm doing like dry Jan kind of i mean i'm going skiing at the end of january and i feel like the whole point in skiing is apres ski which i've never done before so i'm really really excited and i kind of want to drink um so i might allow myself to drink then but like for the like first few weeks of january i'm trying to do dry jazz i'm definitely gonna find like my inner peace and like drink green juices and things so like vaping like doesn't really go with that aesthetic so i'm i'm gonna try in january to not vape i'll let you know how it goes I've seen, like, like I think my TikTok is giving me, like, signs because I've seen people, like, post um, TikToks about, like, giving up nicotine. And people are being like, oh, it's giving me, like, raging headaches and all this kind of shit, and I can't sleep. And I'm like, okay, well, they're, like, day one of no vaping. And I'm like... I I mean, to be fair, I don't vape a lot. Like it takes me a long, long, long time to get through a vape. Okay, someone said this is a good resolution to get off my phone more. My concentration is so bad. I want to read more. I do like completely agree. Like my my attention spam is literally like gone into the bin. Like it's so bad. No, I I think like a lot of people our age, assuming that you're my age, you might not be my age. Um have a very very short attention spam now and I think it is from TikTok like it's not like normal to have that much new information like as you're scrolling on your for you page you have like something new every fucking five seconds and it's made me need like new content every five seconds so like when I'm watching a TV program literally like five minutes in I'm like Oh my god! I need to check TikTok. I need something new. I need something like else to preoccupy my mind. Like it's so bad. My boyfriend gets so fucking annoyed at me because like we'll be trying to watch a movie. I'll be like, "Oh, can we please watch this movie? I've been so excited about it." Or like, "Can we please watch a series?" Or it's a season finale. Like we need to watch it. And he puts it on, and then I'm just like sat there on my phone. And he's like, "Why do you want to? Why? Like, why do you do this?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I think it must be because I've got a really, really short attention span." So I do definitely agree. I think it'd be like great to get off. My phone more and kind of get my screen timed on I did buy a few books I went to Waterstones the other day I fucking love Waterstones like I've been in it twice recently and I had a great time both times like they've got so many but well, they've got obviously lots of books because it's a book stop- shop so I bought a couple books that I'm really excited to read I haven't read them yet though I did buy them last week and I'm like this is the thing I buy books I'm like I'm gonna start reading and I read on holiday but just like in London it feels like illegal to sit on my sofa and read I just like want to grab my phone I think the reason I literally read on the on in holiday as well it's because I can't see my phone because it's so sunny so I'm like oh fuck it I'll read and I really really like get into it like once I start reading so I don't I know I just need to like start it and then I'll get into it it's like most things it's like going to the gym you just need to like, start it and then you'll get into it and you'll be enjoying it um so yeah I think a good way to get off your phone more is to like preoccupy my mind like read or if you're not a reader like crochet my friend Edie like I started fucking crocheting and it's just so wholesome like her and Millie like sit on the sofa and they crochet and it's just like the nicest thing ever they're like my two friends oh my god speaking of Millie I thought this story like the other day and I don't know if I've ever told you before and I feel like I need to tell you because it's the funniest story ever um I feel like I've told you before so I'm sorry if I have told you before I'll make it quick because it's just I don't I have like a very short-term memory like I really can't remember what I've told you in this podcast like I think sometimes I black out because I speak so much but my friend Millie Million Edie they lived together, and anyway, when like, me and Lewis, not and like first became friends, them like we went to their flat, so we got their address for their flat. Obviously, when they we were like going around like, like they were having a party or something, and one like a couple nights later, like me and Lewis and Flossie were really really bored. We were all like sat in our flat at the time, like sh- like I don't know, it was just like Tuesday night, we were so bored. But, like, what should we do? What should we do? Like, let's think of something funny to do. So we went onto the delivery room. We typed in Million Eddy's flat address. We picked the worst rated restaurant on Deliveroo. Like, it was like some random, you know, there's like kebab shops that sell like pizza, curries, kebabs, like just like everything. We found like one of like a really, really, really badly rated one near them. So we ordered like like a chicken tikka masala and like a really just a really really questionable mix of things and it was like really 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 disgusting it was like two stars um which is rare on delivery like it is rare to get below four stars but this thing had two stars just as like grim food we ordered like a selection of it i mean putting like the, the delivery instructions to write on the bag like um have a nice night in from Motel X, like Motel Rocks. Because, <laughs> like, sometimes they'll send you, like, like, a PR package and it'll be, like, I don't know, like a. This is just for an example, like, they might send, like, popcorn and, like, cute little, like, motel sweats. Do you know what I mean? We just, like, wrote on, like, the bag, like, have a cute night in, like, from Motel X. And we sent it to them. And obviously, they had no fucking idea it was from us. They just assumed it was from Motel Rocks. And my friend posted, like, a close friend's story of the, like, curry and the chips and the kebab being like what the fuck like this like brand has just sent me and Edie this selection of food from this random place on deliveroo to have a cute night in and i we didn't tell them for like a week it was the funniest thing ever we they just thought that like per motel but they just thought that like we'd like motel had sent them this random little curry to have a cute night in and it was just the most fun thing ever, like, I, it was the best prank ever, and I think I've decided that I'm going to start doing that more, I, I mean, I saw this TikTok the other day of someone doing something similar, they got Tinder, so I'm going to get Tinder, obviously I'm going to have it under like a fake alias, and I'm going to match with someone, and I'm going to arrange to go to their house, and they're going to give me their address, and then I'm just going to send random deliveries to their address, obviously all under like 10 pounds, I'm not going to spend a lot on these pranks, but like, actually that is like I don't, I'm not going to do this frequently because I don't want to spend actual money on pranks but like I'm going to like they're going to be expecting me to show up and it's just going to be like a what, what what's a funny one to get I don't know I'm just going to get something really really random delivered to these little boys and I can't wait it's going to be it's, it's something else I'm going to do in the new year some pranks I love a good prank <laughs> Okay, I'm going to head off now because this whole chat that we just had really has inspired me to start my resolution early. So I'm going to go to the gym and get it as part of my routine, you know. I'm just going to go for a little walk in the treadmill, nothing crazy, but I'm just going to get back into it because I haven't got back into it since I went on holiday and I really need to just, like, force myself and this conversation has motivated me. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, if you're listening to this and you've got a resolution, maybe start it now so that when it comes to the 1st of j- January, you're not putting all that immense pressure on yourself to start it then. Okay. Hope you enjoy guys. Hope you enjoy your New Year's Eve. And I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as the producer and Dave Shaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman.